poppin' everyone, KP here, and I have a very special guest with us today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm Lillian Glanton. So awesome to be here. Thank you so we much. We are really excited. This this episode has been in the works since last semester. A lot of things came up on honestly both ends. <laughs> Lillian's <laughs> yes. been like, hey, this came up, and then we've been like, okay, well, let's do it this day. Oh, hey, this came up. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's a, it's been such a crazy time for me. And um, so thank you guys for working with me on that. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. I, I'm like I said, I'm really glad that you're able to do this. So um, first things first, you were on American Idol. I was. That is I so cool. Do you want to talk yeah, about that a little? I talk about that. It was a, definitely um, a really cool page in, in my story. Um and it was a really amazing experience. So I grew up playing guitar and writing songs at a very, very early age. I started playing guitar when I was about seven or eight years old. And I wanted to be an artist in the music business. And so I was playing songs and I was, um, you know, playing everywhere that I could. And when I was 15, my parents were like, hey, it's the last season of American Idol. That's how they were advertising it. It's like, oh, it's the last season, which we all knew that American Idol was <laughs> back, you know. So anyway, I was 15 and I thought, man, this is the last season as they're advertising it. I need to go on the show because you had to be 15 to go on the show. So um, I sent in an online audition and I got a call back and then I got another call back. And then I finally was able to go to Nashville and, and play in front of Jennifer Lopez and Harry Connick Jr. and Keith Urban. And, um, and then I got the golden ticket to Hollywood. And so I spent a few weeks out in Hollywood. They flew my mom and I up there, um, completely paid trip, which was just insane. Um, yeah. and it was so much fun. I learned a lot. I still, um, you know, have friendships and, and friends that were on the show. We were on the show together. I still talk to them to this day. Um, but when I got back home, obviously i I had my 15 minutes of fame, literally my airing time on national television was about 15 minutes. And I get back home to my small town and all of a sudden I'm known as this girl who was just on this massive TV show. And so I took that American Idol title and ran with it. I played every fair and festival and bar that I could. I was 16 at the time and I'd gotten a band together from my high school. Um, and so I just ran with it and played every weekend um, wrote some really awesome songs, met some really awesome people in the amidst all of that. And, and then at the end of 16, I started at UNA, which kind of changed my life. I learned about business and entrepreneurship and that's kind of college at UNA has kind of led me to where I am now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that actually kind of, um, brings me into my next. So what did you major in when you were at UNA? So I just graduated in December and I majored in music business with a minor in marketing and management. So music, okay. the business side of music was my core, um, my core academic function, I guess you could say. So. Yeah. So how do you think UNA helped your musical journey? Well, for one, we live in the hit recording capital of the world, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Um, you know, we really... We really, and, and especially for me personally, I'm so fortunate to live in a place that has such rich music history. 
Um, but we're also two hours from Nashville as well, which is huge plus. You can live in Florence and travel to Nashville for work, which is what I do frequently. Um, but UNA really helped me. And I think college just in general with any young person, it just really helps shape who you are. And you start meeting new people, you start making new relationships, you start learning new things about yourself and about the world. And that's what college was for me. It was an experience to help me grow as a person. And as far as the business on the music side of things, um, you know, UNA, the entertainment industry program, and I tell kids all the time that are in the program now, I'm like, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to make relationships. You've got to go do the things that are uncomfortable because um, college is only as far as you want to take it, right? So uh, UNA was very helpful in giving me the confidence and the entertainment industry was helpful in giving me the confidence to keep going and encouraging me to, to re really make my own path. Yeah, that, that's an amazing answer. Um, so you just had the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I started this festival when I was um, 18. I was a broke college kid and had no idea what I was doing. I had never thrown a music festival before, but I just knew that there needed to be a songwriters festival in Muscle Shoals. Um, because although Muscle Shoals is a recording town, it's also a songwriters town. And, and so I wanted to bring people together from both Nashville and Muscle Shoals and kind of mix those two worlds together in Muscle Shoals. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was 18. I launched the first festival and knocked on every small business's door saying, Hey, can you write us a check to please make this happen? Um, I had no idea how I was going to do it, but, um, eventually it happened. It was fantastic. We had, uh, several attendees. We had over a hundred songwriters perform in our first year. And so it was a really awesome experience. And I knew that, after putting on that festival and seeing everybody in the crowd and seeing how everyone responded to it, I was like, this is what God put me on earth for. Like, this is my purpose to create something like this. So it was an awesome experience. And we're headed into our third year now. Uh, this year, the festival will be in November 2022. So we're, we're super excited about it. That, that's really awesome. And you also have the Shoals Songwriter Workshop. Yes, yes. So we have both the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival and we also do a three-day songwriter workshop. This past year was our first year that we had um, established this and we're now a nonprofit organization. So really our mission is to not only bring music lovers and songwriters together, but to also bring an educational component to songwriters as well. So they can learn about the business, they can learn about songwriting and connect with hit songwriters and music publishers. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you were also featured on Forbes. What was, do you want to talk a little yeah, bit about that too? Absolutely. That was a huge um, monumental moment for me because as a, as a kid, you know, I, I've always um, loved business as a kid. And I, I'm, I mean, I literally, I would have lemonade stands. I would charge my mom to, <laughs> so I could wrap gifts. It was so funny. I'll never forget like my first actual business within my home as a child is I would sit up in the guest room. I'd set up this whole Christmas wrapping station and I would charge my mom a dollar to wrap a, a present. Like I was always trying to find ways to make money. And I remember being a kid 
you know, reading Forbes magazine and seeing all these awesome men and women who have started their own businesses and who have made an impact. And um, I actually had gotten a call from Forbes about a business that I had built. Um, it was called the Muscle Shoals Song Rooms. Right now we're not um, open. I'm trying to look for a different building to, to put it in so we can grow new roots. But, um, but they had given me a call and they were like, hey, we've heard about your business and we want to learn more about your story. So that was a really, really awesome, awesome experience for sure. Yeah, that's really awesome. You seem like you've led an amazing career. Um, and I think uh, on behalf of all the students at UNA, we are very lucky to have you as an alum. I mean, oh you, you're really awesome, honestly. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I I credit UNA a lot for my story and, and, and inside my story. And I'm still not done yet. I've got a long way to go and a lot of things to learn in business. And um, but UNA especially, you know, Greg Carnes in the business department, Jana Malone, um, they've, they've just been so helpful. I, I think that the number one thing that college students really need is encouragement because you can't encourage someone enough, right? Encouragement is always needed in someone's life. And that's what I got from UNA was just pure encouragement to keep going, to know that it's, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And um, I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of UNA and, and the entire college family there. Yeah. So what advice do you have for any aspiring musicians, singers, and songwriters that may be listening? I would say, and I, and I tell people this a lot, because I talk to a lot of young singer-songwriters in the business who are just starting out. Um, and this might even sound cliche, but the number one thing that I do say is, is be yourself. You know, even as when I was growing up in the industry, I would try to mimic like Miranda Lambert and Taylor Swift and all of these girls that were on the radio, but I was my own person and I had my own story. So be yourself and be rooted in who you are. Don't change for anybody else. Um, you know, if everyone likes you, then your flavor is vanilla and vanilla is boring, right? So be <laughs> yourself, be rooted in yourself. Um, and then another thing that I would say is it literally takes 10 seconds of courage. You know, if something scares you, you need to run full force at it. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life. Like if, if I wake up in the morning and I'm not scared of doing something then I need to be pivoting and doing something else. So <laughs> must 10 seconds of courage and just go for it. Cause you only have one life. You've got one chance to make your dreams happen. And it's just working a muscle, that consistent courage muscle, continue working that and never, ever, ever give up. Yeah, that's, again, amazing advice. So uh, do you have anything else you would like to plug anything upcoming? Um, where can we like listen to your music, find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out, hang out on Instagram a lot. Um, you can find me at Lillian Glatton on Instagram. And I would love to see all of you guys at the festival this year. It's the Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival. We haven't announced the dates quite yet, but we do know that it will be in November. Um, and for more information on that, come hang out with us on Instagram at Muscle Shoals SF. Yeah, that's awesome. And you have a Facebook and a website as well. Yeah, yeah. So the website for the festival is mssongfest.com. 
Okay, awesome. I know a lot of our listeners were from Facebook, so I just want to try to reach yeah, to that I, audience as well. Yeah, we're all over the place. Facebook, TikTok, just search uh, Muscle Shoals Songwriters Festival and you'll find us. Yeah, all right. So that's the end of my regular questions, but um, are you ready to go into our final segment? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So this is something we started doing um, pretty much when I came in. Um, It's called Pop 3Q. It's just three fun questions to kind of like clear the air. You know, a lot of serious stuff just happened. Let's just have some fun. You ready? Yeah. So question number one, what is your favorite musical genre? Oh, country music all the way. I (laughs) I am born and raised Alabama girl, grew up on a uh, poultry and cattle farm my dad's just a down-to-earth guy my mom's a kindergarten teacher so I'm totally totally into country music traditional country music I love I love it all and the cool thing about country music for me is that it it incorporates a lot of different things you know country can be whatever you want it to be you know which I think is really really cool and I I love the way that country music is going I think that it opens the doors for new opportunities for other people so I love country music. That's my favorite, but I can, you know, switch from Miranda Lambert to Beyonce in my car. No <laughs> I, love, I love all genres, but definitely country music is where my heart is. Yeah. And I'm really glad you said that because a lot of people discredit country music, I think. And I mean, I think it's like with any genre, there's going to be like a few bad apples in the batch, you know, but I, because like whenever I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of like country music. People are like, you like country music? I'm like, listen, just give this. <laughs> Yes, yes, for sure. And I think country, you know, country music, you can't listen to the radio all the time, even pop music, like I turn on, which I don't listen to much radio, hardly anymore. I mainly listen to podcasts and just my own curated playlist of music or new music on Spotify. But, you know, even with pop music, you turn on the radio and you hear a song that you heard eight months ago on TikTok. It's like, the radio is, is, it doesn't advance as fast as like Spotify or Apple music or TikTok or social media platforms. So I would say definitely for country music, if you just get on Spotify and you explore some new artists and um, you'll definitely find something that you love. Oh yeah, for sure. And I I'm really into like old artists as well. Like, especially like a stereotypical, like I could listen to Johnny Cash all day, every day. <laughs> love it. I love that. Um, so the next question, this is kind of the opposite. Um, is there a musical genre you don't like? No, I don't think so. I remember, I want to say I was in a, some kind of group when I was a kid and it was like classical, not really a classical. That makes sense. I don't really like any classical music, so to say, but then you know, I listen to music, a lot of music in today's world. Like, that's where it all started, right? For the most part. Yeah. You know, other than that, like, I don't just blast classical music in my car. But other than that, <laughs> I'm pretty much cool with, with any genre. Yeah. See, I was going to ask what's your least favorite genre. But then I was like, you know, I, I don't I don't see you as the type of person that would be like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, whatever makes me personally whatever makes me feel good like if it's a song that makes me feel good it doesn't matter if it's Americana if it's pop if it's country like I'm gonna listen to it so it really for me it is about the song and how it can make how it makes me feel and and being a songwriter I I feel like songwriters and creatives might listen to music a little bit differently 
Um, yeah. To find the insides, like I'm really listening to the lyrics, I'm listening to the hook and the chorus <laughs> and hits and and so yeah, if it's a song that makes me feel good and it's a really well written song, it doesn't matter what genre, I'll listen to it for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this is our final question. Are you are you ready? Yeah. What's your go-to dance move? My go-to dance move. I have a confession. I am a terrible dancer. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. My go-to dance move would probably be the Cupid Shuffle. Like I know that's so silly, <laughs> all I can do. Um, so that's probably what it would be. I'm. I've just. My mom. It's crazy though. My mom is a great dancer. Oh wow! Throw it down, but that's <laughs> rhythm. So, but yeah, maybe Cupid Shuffle. I love the Cupid Shuffle, and that's something that just about anybody can do, even me. So yeah, I mean, it, it tells you the lyrics. It's like, okay, do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Tells you exactly what to do and when to do it and when to stop. So that's. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I really like the Cha Cha Slide as well. Oh yes, yes. That is, <laughs> that is a good one. All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. Thank you so much for, you know, again, going with us through all of this. It's been a crazy year. It's been, well, a crazy couple of years, almost two years at this point. Been living in a crazy, crazy world. But I will say that it has changed the world in in some cases for the worse and also in some cases for the better. You know, um, one thing that I learned during the pandemic is that I can do a lot of things in the comfort of my own, in my own home on my computer, you know? So um, it's, it's opened up a lot of opportunities for the world, although it's been crazy and traumatic. Um, I'm excited for us to keep progressing, you know, and keep moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, So yeah, thank you again. And I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us next time.